Welcome to Highly Educated, the podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sherman, and today we have another special guest for you. Um, she's a friend. She is a business owner, um, a fellow creative, a very talented individual um, by the name of Taylor Benedetto. And uh, we're going to bring her on and she's going to chat all about sorts of things, events, music happenings this summer. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what it takes to kind of start your own business and a few tips that she has for you there. Um, just a lot of good stuff. So stay tuned and uh, enjoy the episode. Make sure, more importantly, to download, subscribe, share, review this podcast so we can keep this party rolling um, and we can get some things going. Cheers. Weird, weird parting gift here. She brought an ice cream. Doesn't bring beer to the podcast or bottle of alcohol. She brought ice cream. And last Respect. time I stopped Respect. by, I know we just did something quick, but uh, Hampton Chutney. Hampton Chutney Shout was out. the first choice when we were testing out recording the first time. Um, this is the real episode, though. I mean, we, yes. we had some planning here, and now we have a nice episode for you. Um, we're going to talk about Taylor and who she is and how she got about in this town and how she's essentially a walking Rolodex slash local boutique farmer's market for the, um, you know, events. Hamptons, uh, Hamptons events. Yeah. So without further ado, I'll let her kind of tell her story. But, you know, we'll start off with where you're from, uh, how you got in the community here, and uh, more importantly, what kind of led you into the career that you're in now? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, our goal of this is to talk less cause we can go on tangents. Um, so I'll give you a quick background. I grew up in Hampton Bays, uh, the land of the Bayman and went to school down South, came back up. Um, cause I thought I got my dream job working for Madison Square Garden. I was over actually at Radio City in Rockets administration, handled everything from, Christmas, like Rockettes to Christmas. Yes, and they're back this year, everyone. Get your tickets. Woo! Yeah, I'm so happy. Um, they're like family over there, so it's so good to hear a lot of them getting their jobs back. Um, some people obviously reapplying, but a uh, very special place in my heart. Just corporate, not for me. Um, so totally that's, feel that. Yeah, so then not for everyone, but for some people, it's great. Yep. Um, so I moved after that. I was like, I can't do this corporate thing. Um, I lost my boss and that was kind of the pivoting point. We were super close. So I moved back out to the East end. East um, end of where? East end of Long Island. Yes. Of Long Island. Right. So moved out here, um, was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then I started but running. But you already knew cause you're from here. So you already knew the local landscape. You already knew how to kind of navigate through things and you already had the kind of connect small connection base. I'm sure. Right. Small connection base. Did, knew there wasn't really much in what I was passionate about, to be honest. And that's why I started as the city leader for So Far Sounds, um, which if you don't know So Far Sounds. Which they, city? Uh, Long Island. I started the whole Long Island leg of it. Um, so I went to shows in the city. There are these cool, intimate concerts. It could be anywhere from uh, someone's apartment in New York City to like a local hotel. Um, like a tiny desk thing. Right. Yes. Um, you don't know who you're going to see. There's three acts. Um, so it's really for the music lovers. Um, so you I don't know who you're going to see. 
No, that's not till you so get there. Cool. And the location isn't revealed till the day before. That's kind of like those those dinners they do where it's like you're in an exotic place and they give you this random dinner. You don't get to pick the menu and it's like a, it's for the excitement of it. I think that's a great way to do events. That's I amazing. think that's the best way to do events. Um, if you know me and that's, we'll transition into this. I know you want to know how I kind of built my Rolodex up. Um, but that's kind of how I am a sucker for finding the most creative or enjoyable experiences. I don't want to just go sit at a bar all the time. Granted, that can be fun with good people like yourself. But um, I really like to find things that pique my interest, whether it's normally in food or music or dance. Um, so that that's kind of how I met a lot of people because I would attend these cool things. Um, so anyways, back to what we were saying. So that's how I started that. Um, needed a little bit more cash flow out this way. Um, so then, you know, transitioned into a few things, had some random jobs, and then people just started to come to me for everything. So I was basically a consultant. Um, so I did everything from events. I was hired for events to... So people wanted to take the connections that you have made now through the years of all these things you've done, and now they're saying, okay, well, I need this, or hey, Taylor, yep. I know you know this person, do I need this? And then you saw, saw wow... You know, all these people are asking me to do these things. Was it like, oh wow, I can make money, and this changes, or you, was it more like you naturally kind of fell into it? I think more naturally, just because people were just coming, and I was like, all right, well, if they're coming to me, I might as well s start a brand and and see if I can really take this to the next level. You know, being our age, not having kids, and and all this stuff, I was like, this is the time to kind of go for it. So I just kind of did it. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I even did it incorrectly I was guided to do a corporation which no one does when they just start a, a business you start as like an LLC or um just something simpler um so we Can you explain the difference for the average person who doesn't know the difference between the two okay so a corporation you have to file taxes four times here and it's normally for a lot heavier cash flow so um, normally like builders and stuff do that thing, but an LLC, it's just once a year you do it with your taxes and it's just one extra page on top of your personal right. taxes. Here's your invoices. This is what you paid mm. in taxes. Here you go. Here's bada the bing, bada Here boom, Mr. 305 in the room. You right. know, Got that it. doesn't make sense, but that I a like pitbull reference. She made a pitbull <laughs> reference on this podcast. I don't know if that's acceptable yet. We're going to have to go to the judges. Judges. What do we say? Oh. oh, yeah, the judges have ruled in not your favor. They're I have a lot of phrases references. that don't make sense, so let's get past those quickly. All right, um, go past. You'll, you'll hear more of them. Okay. Um, but so transition to that, but let's be honest, mainly it was events. Um, I was even hired. I did like the SoFo Gala and stuff like that. Um, but once the pandemic hit, I was like, shit, what the heck am I going to do? Also, I sing my words. Um, so... I was like, do I get a job? Which once you start your own business, something in you, it's so hard. Dies? To, yeah. It just <laughs> was, was like soul. I just spit all over your mic, by That's the way. Um, <laughs> soul crushing the thought of going back into a job. And I was like, well, what would I do out here? And all that stuff. Well, so, did you reach that point where you knew that you couldn't work for anybody else anymore? It was kind of like you need your own business. Oh. If you know me, I'll f do anything to avoid to working for somebody else. Yeah. And it's not even anything against someone else. Um, because I always talk about Radio City so much because I had the most amazing boss, but he also didn't own the company. Um, 
But I, I don't know, just something in me, I just, I like, here's the thing. Here's a perfect example, okay? And then we'll move past this. Last night, got to go to a Yankees game last minute, woke up, went wakeboarding, did my thing. Then I ran to Huntington for a meeting at my own leisure. And then, you know, came home, showered, got my shit together and came here. And what a beautiful life, right? Today I'm like, oh, I do have stuff to do. But, you know, this, I had the privilege of going out in the morning and going wakeboarding and hanging out with friends and, and spending time. you don't get time. that in your, when you're in a corporate build and you get two weeks off a year and you get, you know, 10 personal days and that's all your time and that's it. And that's what they value you as. And yeah. it's not to say that corporation is a bad thing. Every corporation is a bad thing. We're not saying that. Here's the thing yeah. I want to tell people. One, I, I feel like people know me and they know how I feel about it. And there's probably something in them that thinks I don't, understand working for someone but I completely understand working for someone I always think about it, I'm like wow I had a pretty good life at Radio City I went there I did my thing I hung out me and all my co-workers were cool we could right. kind of shoot good the culture. shit and and we could shoot the shit I shouldn't be saying this but we could shoot the shit and you're still getting the same pay if you miss an hour it doesn't really affect your life where me every hour is my time and also money um so it was such a blessing working you think there about it differently Totally differently, and when you leave that job, you leave it. Sometimes, as a business owner, ninety nine percent of the time, because all your heart's into it, your soul's into it, your money, your wallet, your financials are into it. There's a constant checklist, um, so I always say that, and and I always tell people, I'm like, you, if you're going to, I think anyone could start their own business if they really want it, but you have to know it's it's going to be difficult. People see the glamour of my stuff, and and I really want to, you know, highlight more of the the not so glamorous stuff moving forward and make some time for that. Um, because there's definitely times and I'm not a sensitive person, but I'll have a good five minute cry session once every maybe a few months or so. You got to just let it out. Just let know? it out. And then I move on. And if you can't do that, if you're going you to drown in it, like I can just, I can just let it out, cry, maybe listen to a Dermon Kennedy sad song and uh, cry it out, and then I'm I'm done. I'm over it. You just need that release like, for a couple minutes there because that's your your that you know what it takes to start your business and, yep. and run your business. So sometimes it drives you crazy. Yep, and no one will see that. And also, I don't really put that on other people, right? Some so people- what do you what do you but to bring back into to kind of like what you do though in terms of you know what your business is? So you're you're you know bringing as an event planner, you're bringing people together. You know, you're constantly bringing different people together and different groups and you're micromanaging personalities and egos and things like that. You know, I feel like that's gotta <laughs> be difficult. <laughs> yeah, you laugh. I feel like that's gotta be really difficult to handle people's, you know, egos and such. Now that you've kind of came out of branding and marketing and you're shifting business and now you're doing event planning, which I guess let's talk about, um, you know, yeah. you started this company with your sister, uh, um, management or sorry, um, events, um, and um, studios, design studios, right. That's going to be the, the, the double flare. Yes. Um, so talk my, s- about that. yeah, my sister is actually a local interior designer. Um, and she, I'm actually so proud of her. She, you know, went off on her own and did her thing. Um, but what she found is, you know, as much as she loves interior design, clients can be challenging. Um, but she loves the design aspect. So we decided, actually, recently, um, if you know me, you know, during the pandemic, because of events, I shifted and I started offering marketing. Um, 
I'm not a designer. I'm not good at anything like that. So I, I had to hire someone um, to help me out with that as a contractor. And we grew up together. I completely trusted her. Um, she's freaking awesome. And it was such a blessing because she's now handling any of the clients. And I got to kind of shift back into this beautiful event space um, and join forces with my sister. So my sister and I combined, she had the company Am Studio, which mean, Am means soul in French, which is it's AME. So, uh, it's not like, um, um, but it's been so beautiful because she's so strong at design and decor and I suck at that. And I'm the fun entertainment funky side of things and the connector, um, and the talker clearly. Um, so we combined and created, um, events as another part of, um, studio. And now we're joining forces to offer party planning, mainly in the private home space for all these, uh, homeowners that came out from the city and we also offer a la carte services so we do if they just want a vendor search we do that or if they want to do it off their property we can do a, a, a site search and then our last offering is just staffing so they're like hey Taylor I just need a chef for today I'm like great or we need meal planning or we want just a musician or a DJ um, you're a one-stop shop for anything that caters you know to whoever can afford to want to pay for these services. Exactly. And I know you and I have spoken about it. And what I loved what you said was the farmer's market of events, a farmer's market. You combined farmer's market events. That's really what events. it is, though. I mean, you're, you're, you're showcasing talented local creatives, artists, uh, chefs, designers, whoever they are, you know, whatever they do, painters, you know, builders, whoever they are, you have this Rolodex and this network and you know, you're, you're basically connecting the co small community person to the large client who has the finances and you're essentially bridging that connection. So you really are the farmer's market. I mean, you're bringing the locals to the, to the people with the money. I mean, you're the middleman, which is wh what people need to find the jobs. I mean, not everybody can just go out there and get clients. Marketing's a, a battleground these days, especially in small markets like ours. You know, you really have to pay per click. And I think having somebody like you just takes that out of it and, and hey, let's just pay Taylor to, to you know, hook us up with the right people and the right clients and, and get the service. You know, I, I think that's, you know, a really smart way to kind of develop it. Thank you. And, and that's kind yeah. of my strong suit. And I always say it's so simple, some parts of business, because what I found was I just really care about people <laughs> and I just love bridging the gap. And I just think about people all the time. So I'll meet this person and then I'm just like oh you need to get in touch with this one they can help you in business or you can tag team this so you're just a matchmaker you have that ability I'm, to just kind of tell who could fit well with other people yeah that's that's my bread and butter that's that's something that I know is my strongest suit um but do you know that that's what producers do yeah. have you ever thought about being a, a producer of music that's what producers do. Oh, well, it's funny you, know, you mentioned that. They one guy and they go, well, you know what? This guy would sound good with this guy on this song. Oh, I don't think. produce an album. This engineer would work well with this artist. Oh. Maybe you're, maybe you're a future producer and you don't even know it yet. Maybe. I mean, if we went back mm. into my real background, I almost well, bought it. Well, you love music. It's, only, it's right there. It's right next door. Yeah, I was almost going to try and go Aren't to be. Aren't you a, a dancer too? I just did it for fun. Oh. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a choreographer. That was a long shot. So you didn't shot. follow your childhood dream. I didn't. You and then suck. I wanted to be like a tour manager. Get out. Get out of here. I almost bought an Acebo truck. So if you wow. need, if you have Taylor's any berries. dream, Taylor's, it was called, Taylor's I was going to buy a company in Charleston. It's called Brava Bulls. 
Um, wow. But it's still there, but I didn't buy it because there was a place, Harali, I really liked. Mm. Shout out. Wow. Um, that I liked their bowls better. <laughs> their bowls are better. Better But bowls. anyway, so you you are now this force out here, I should say, in terms of people knowing who you are for events. Hi, Taylor, I need a chef. Hi, Taylor, I need a, you know, I need a musician. Hi, Taylor, I need a DJ. I have my friend's bachelorette thing and we need a party. Or, hi, I want to rent a cycle boat. How do I do that? You know, not everybody just Googles everything and figures it out. Or some people just don't have time to or they don't have the resource. Like you said, somebody might own their own business. Maybe their hour of their time researching, Googling, finding things out, that's an hour of their time. If they get paid $200 an hour for their time in their regular job, and they just lost $200 looking up information on something they wanted to do and they could have paid you, you know, to do it for them and maybe had a convenience, you know? So I think it's a, a big value to people that have the money to do it out here to have that service. It's very, it's like a concierge essentially for, for you know, a concierge farmer's market for the, for the clientele. Exactly. And pivoting in that direction was such a blessing because it allowed me the ability to actually help local businesses. I've, I've tried so many things in the past to support them, but this was the one way I was like, okay, I can bring them more business in a fun manner. Um, so that, that's, that's been a good time. I've always seen you hyping up other people's businesses on Instagram. It's so great. Cause you always are promoting community people and local business and artists and, you know, food companies and art everything. companies, everything, like wine companies, you're always posting something. Uh, maybe you should plug your socials for your uh, studio here, your design and event company. Yeah, so where can the people find you? What's your social for the company laid uh, out there? Yeah, so we just started, um, it's um, Events NY, A-M-E, Events NY. And then if you want my personal, it's just Taylor Benedetto. You could, if you you'll know how to spell the name from yeah. my my uh, podcast. Her name will be in the name of the podcast. So beautiful, very easy. Thank easy you. To find. Yeah, so that's that's how you'll find her and her company. She can help you out with any needs you have in terms of community and events and planning and. And I'll plug. I just raised my hand. By the way, I'll plug something really quick. I think we're trying to do a tumbleweed Tuesday event. For local businesses, I didn't want to share that right away because I'm trying to lock in this dope space. But um, cool. reach out to me because if you have a product or a service, um, we definitely want to get everyone involved. Um, so reach out and also just come out. Um, little little uh, event you'll have, weekly event? No, just for Tumbleweed Tuesday, right? The f- weekend after. Oh, just for the one. Ah, I got yeah. it. Uh, Tuesday after Labor Day, for those who aren't familiar with Tumbleweed Tuesday, that is the Tuesday after Labor Day. What do you really want to kind of create in terms of local events or local um, things that we can do out here to kind of create change and kind of create a positive movement? Because I feel like we're losing ground. We're kind of dying on that front where the town is putting up a lot of resistance for events. You know, and this has nothing to do with COVID. Before COVID, whatever it was, they were kind of anti things. But now they're doing the thing in town with the music on Tuesday nights. I think that's a really cool thing. I think they should have done that years ago. (laughs) So whoever's idea that was, that was brilliant. We need more things like that. We need more kind of things that the community can do, preferably for free, or if not for a small fee, you know, and I think that's important. So how are we going to tie in? What do you see your vision for the future for the town? Oh, so I meet a lot of amazing people out here who it's just, it's just hard. There's so many craves and I feel like we're all in our own bubble. Everyone's just working hard and, and it's hard to touch base. So I think we kind of need to, 
band together uh, to create some magical things and, and get the town going. So I would say, you know, for example, I told you about the Craters, Makers, and Shakers night I did. If you didn't, please share. Okay, so right before the pandemic, I had the Craters, Makers, and Shakers night, um, which was basically for business owners, uh, for aspiring entrepreneurs, any type of creative, whether you're a musician or a photographer, an artist. Um, And that was really sweet because I started it, I did it in January, which January is a really slow month out here. So it's the perfect time. Everyone's more available and they want to do stuff and, and you're not running around all over the place. So I set it up about a week before and it's crazy how much people are craving community. So I sent it out. There was 50 creatives and business owners who came out and we really discussed a collaboration. And I really want to bring that back now that we can do that again. And I think we just need to band together. What do people want to create? Do you want more music? Do you want dance? Like what, can we offer to, the, to this community? Because I think everyone's craving it and that's why people are attending events. They just want to do stuff. Um, so how can we, you know, join forces and really get things approved? Because if you have tried to do an event before, you know there's probably five applications you need to fill out. So making it more accessible, I think, is your point, is making oh. things more accessible, <laughs> making them more streamlined, Yes, making communication about it more streamlined. There's no... Besides LTV or any local news, really, there's no place where you can hear about these things. I mean, social media has played a little bit part. Local newspapers do their part. LTV does their part. But that's kind of why this podcast was started, too, is to kind of really get word out that, hey, we still have some things going on, and it's important to recognize and maybe boost them because people need to know. Like, everybody should know about the Tuesday night thing. Everybody should know about events that are happening in in the town, like Sublime at Clubhouse or, you know, some big event that's happening at at Talk House there. They have, uh, you know, Shwayze next weekend. They have all these nice, fun acts that people love. You know, uh, there just needs to be more things, even not even private businesses, just as the town needs to have. You know, the town should be hosting more nights and more fun things. I I already said that on, on my last podcast, I said that the town should be spending money on, you know, community centers or community places that people can like skateboard or play music or play basketball. Like, you know, why is there one little YMCA? Why can't there be like a community park or a center that has all these things? We have the money. Why not use it? I don't, you know, I don't don't get it. (laughs) We're the Hamptons and we can't build anything for locals of the Hamptons. I don't understand. And I remember you said that, um, on your podcast with, um, I'm trying to, Oh, with Scott, you said it on your podcast with Scott. Um, it's so crazy. I think you were talking about a coffee shop, that's what um, I wanted. Oh, yeah, the Texas coffee shop, Candlelight Cafe or Candlelight Coffee House or whatever in San Antonio, Texas. What a cool little place. It's just, I think there's so many of us who know how much potential is and if the town can just be open to it. And maybe that's, you know, up to us younger folks who need to go in for these town board meetings that we don't make time for. No, it's definitely on us, too. And I think that people don't, you know, younger folks don't really care about local politics. They don't care about who's getting elected to their town trustee or town board. They care about maybe, maybe they care about the general election. They care about the president. They care about the senators or whatever because they're the ones that get the advertisement on the TV and they're the ones that get all the pressure to talk about and polarize. But nobody's looking at the local election and they're the ones that are actually deciding your average day-to-day life. They're the ones that are literally saying, hey, this is your tax rate. This is what your budget is for the schools. This is what you guys can do in the town. These are your permits. This is your legislation. You know, we should be focusing more on that. Who's running for office? How come one of us, local, younger, mm. 
There's plenty of popular young folks I know out there that could get plenty of love in a local election if they just decided to do it, you know? So I think it's on us too. I, I, I don't blame, I want to be this guy that's just like, yeah. the town, the town, the town. <laughs> Clearly it's our generation too. We could do something about it and stand up and fight it if we really wanted to. I think it's all about getting the voice out there to do it. So maybe that's what this is Maybe we need this to, so everyone come, we'll join forces. There's not, everyone, no one knows about all the events because there's no hub really to get all of the information for events. Right, of there's course. no website, general no. website. There's it's no, all different towns, everything's so separated, which is very frustrating. So I think if someone, you know, is willing to make a hub where everyone can know, and it's funny talking about Sublime. Well, they have like Patch, they have East, East 27 East. yeah. But the, and those are like decent event calendars. They tell you about things that are going on. They do, they but do. it's antiquated. Yes. It's like an old '90s website where it's like <laughs> yeah. scroll drop, you know, very antiquated layout. It's I'm just too not impatient. engaging, right? It's like you want to have something that's solid for mobile, an app. Like this should be an app. Oh, why can't there be like a localized <gasps> Ticketmaster for East Hampton? That would be, you know. But it's just free events. That doesn't have to be shut. You pay for it, you know. Yeah, and even when we went to Sublime, it's funny because someone mentioned. Uh, message me on Instagram. They're like, how did you know about that? I'm like, oh, everyone just has no idea what's going on. So. Right. I, I knew I had a lot of friends right up yeah. to that show. We're like, wait, Sublime's playing a clubhouse. Yeah. It's like, dude, where have you been for the last month? Yeah. You know, if you didn't see it on social media of some sort, how do you find out? Mm-hmm. Local radio. There's not really an, I mean, EHM, I guess is the local radio. They, they do a decent job promoting things, but you know, at a certain stage, they have to make money by promoting things that aren't local. Mm-hmm. You know, they get big enough. You promote brands that aren't local. So. You lose some of that. So, and even the last point on this, even to touch on individuals here instead, I'm so happy you started this because I'm meeting, learning new people uh, just from listening to your podcast that I didn't know about. So, I think this is really awesome that you started this. And I think there's, if people keep listening, you know, we can kind of bridge the gap even through this. That's that's what I hope, and that and that's why I started this is to kind of bridge the gap between local community people, folks that aren't from here business owners, corporations that aren't from here. You know, I kind of want to put everybody at the same table, mm-hmm. say, hey, look, this is this is what our town is. We're a melting pot. Clearly, the dynamic has shifted. You know, there was an article in the New York Times talking about how Springs is now the hot, fun, <laughs> trendy, like Williamsburg of the Hamptons, and oh. I, it made me vomit. It was disgusting. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's gritty, and and yeah, yeah, it was, it was a ridiculous article that I hope they erase, but... I'm like mad I'm even giving it attention, but it just has to be said that like this is what it's turning into and this this stuff like this is the only way out. This is this is what can put us all in a level playing field and say, hey, listen, guys, before you come here and destroy everything and change everything and make everything how you want to make everything somewhere else, know that that it was pretty in, amazing out here before. It's it's amazing out here now, and it will always be amazing out here from the landscape. And, you know, all, all the community aspect and how tight-knit everybody is, that's where all the love is. And that's why people that aren't from here move out here and they fall in love with it too. And then they become year-rounders eventually because they feel the same thing. They feel that presence of community and love. And it's just when you have these, like, community things and such a tight-knit community, people start to really love the community that they're in and now they want to stay here. So, okay, if everybody's going to set up shop and stay, let's let's get to the table and figure out how we can make it affordable for everybody, how mm-hmm. we can make it livable. What fun things can we provide? Can we do for the community? Provide a service, you know? All these people with wallets coming out of here. What charity fund can I start to help the people of the community? Be helpful. You know, like there's a lot of things I think we're not talking about. And then, like we said, local elections and bringing that in because we can cry, oh, it's the town, it's the town all we want. But 
it's really on us. It's on us to kind of get to these meetings and, and voice our opinions and get loud, you know? A hundred percent. But I would love to stay out here if, um, definitely more events. I know I was supposed to throw a surf contest with some people and we, it was our first time filling out all these applications for it. Um, and now we're a little bit behind. So making that process simpler so we can do cool events like surf contest, more music. Um, I know we're big into the local scene and I love that, but I think there's also some city flavors that we could bring out here to, you know, add some diversity, um, more dancing. I'm really into that. Like I would love, my dream is to be able to set up a long dinner table series, music after, and then dancing. I'm really, if I could be in the Spanish, if I was Spanish, I'd be happy. Maybe Colombian. I'd be cool with that. So, uh, maybe bringing some flavor, um, in that world, more people will stay here if we can do more events and they can create stuff because, in the event space, it feels so limited. Um, I was actually kind of jealous. I know Miley Cyrus, they just had that big show in last year, Chainsmokers. And that was exactly what I wanted to do. Um, should I just give out my idea that I was going to do last year? Well, you might as well now. I don't care. So my big dream, maybe he'll hear this shout out to Billy Joel. I wanted to get Billy Joel and do an East end. It called the East end state of mind. Get it. Benefit concert. Um, when the pandemic hit, cause I was like, shit, all these business owners are struggling. Granted, I know now everything's booming in the restaurant world cause everyone wants to be out. Oh, and you wanted to have him play and raise money for the businesses. Yes. Yeah. That would have been smart. That would have been know. great. Except they all got PPP loans anyway, or most of them did and <laughs> they're all set. Okay. So maybe, or I would have yeah, done like some a people. grant so I'm system. Spe- I'm generalizing. I know some people that lost their businesses, so I'm not saying everybody did fine, but you know, for the most part, people in the East. East, East Hampton did, did all right with their they made it out business. they made it out or at least the people that I know that own businesses made it out some didn't you know but yeah I just think <clears throat> the one thing that I miss about living in the city was the life of it right I'm so grateful for the quietness and my favorite thing here to do is like bonfires with friends and dinners and stuff but, but you still need things to do you need yeah, events you need some no kind of thing stay. to be excited well especially year-round right I mean obviously the Hamptons mm-hmm. in the summer we can't complain about anything. It's one mm-hmm. of the nicest places to be. There's tons of things going on. You know, whether they lack creativity or not is one thing. But, you know, there's tons of events going on through the summer. A million different things you could do, especially for free. Um, but it's really what we're talking about here, guys, is after Labor Day. We're talking about that period from Labor Day to Memorial Day. Uh, that nine months, basically, of just kind of dead space where a lot of restaurants close a lot of businesses close, you know, they're only open on weekends. So it's like, what do you do Monday through Friday? What are people doing after work? You know, not everybody just wants to go home after work and sleep. People want to go out, have a drink, see some music, go to, you know, batting cages, go to, you know, go see a movie. You know, there is, we do have a movie theater, etc. The shout out to the Sag Harbor cinema, the, the new Sag Harbor cinema. I saw that, um, how that looks on the inside. It looks incredible. They have yeah. three theaters, um, and there's a private like rooftop bar that you can have a membership to yearly and you can like bring people up there and drink and it, it's a really cool thing. I mean, that's, that's something I'm excited for to like go check that out throughout the year. But other than that, there's really not a whole lot of pushes for people like local year round, you know, Barron's Cove does their little bar thing and jazz Wednesdays in the winter. They do that, I think, but it's just like, you know, you, 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 there needs to be more accessibility and more events for people to do. Completely. And they had jazz night, um, 
Why am I drawing a blank? But the dancing is genius too. We need that. Right? Like I just want to go somewhere to dance and have a good time. There's and not really any dance hall type places like that where you can, like no. in the city, you can go to a million where you can yeah. go to some place and dance. But we're also talking about, we're just saying, don't make there like here, et cetera. You know, we want to, we're on that fine line. We don't want to make it yep. some posh she club that, you know, nobody can get into or you have to no. pay so much money. I don't we're talking about something more like local community, more like a, more like a, a VF hall. <laughs> like a veterans hall essentially, but for the community where people can rent it out and do events and dance parties and, and things of that nature, I think is more what we're kind of thinking, you know, oh. or at least more clubs or dance clubs or clubs that are associated with fun times and dancing. A hundred percent. I don't want Montauk where I'm paying $5,000 to sit at a fucking picnic table. Okay. We're not asking for that. people. <laughs> right. Um, right. I just want something. Yeah. Fun for the young well, that's Anyone? what I feel slighted when I go to one of these places in Montauk that's super fancy. I'm not going to drop any names. We all know the, <laughs> the major Montauk brand names of fancy restaurants here. You know, you go and then you sit on like some picnic table outside. And you're like, I just paid $400 for this dinner yeah. at like $100 a head. And we sat on a picnic bench with a red checkered umbrella or something like get i know no, get out of here freaking 500 to a thousand dollar champagne bottle dripping on these girls titties <laughs> wasting champagne Wait, i didn't want to say. it's a shame they're wasting champagne what are they doing <laughs> there's girls are crazy everybody's crazy we've lost our minds i've seen some of this stuff out when i go into these bars <laughs> and you see the people that are like waiting in line and they're hounding bouncers and they're hounding the the guy and, and just like what are you what are you doing you know, do we, do we need this? Is this what we need? I mean, I'm all for having fun, waiting in lines, doing the right thing. But like the desperation I see out here sometimes in the summer is kind of sad. It's crazy. I'm thinking more. People will do unruly things to get into the bar that their oh, friends are in. They yes. Unruly. Yeah. Let's not even, that's a whole conversation. <laughs> we have to get a, I have to get a bouncer or two on here and talk about their oh. experiences. Door guys, you know. Door guys have the, all the secrets, all the all the stories. Oh my gosh, you should do that. Honestly, you should do like three of them at the same three time. Three door guys, yep, and they'll all share their experiences. Yeah, yeah. like from Talk House and then two places in Montauk uh, or something. Three different bars, that's smart. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to do that. We're, guys, stay tuned for the bouncer edition of Highly Educated. We're going to have three local bar bouncers come in here and chat about their experiences and talk about life. Stay tuned for that. Great idea, Taylor. Taylor gets the credit for that. But... You know, coming coming back into what we were saying, it's like there's all these places and, and then you draw that line of like, okay, now you opened up another place. Yes, it's cool. All right, it's fun. But is it local? Is it owned by locals? Is it creative? That's where you draw your lines, right? Because anybody can open up some fancy bar out here. Like, for example, um, actually, a really good example, that woman, uh, nice lady who opened up Rosie's mm. in Amagansett, you know, that was a cool spot. I mean, D. Canella was there before. I don't know who owned it or what the story was on the switchover. It could be a bad story, good story. I don't know. But either way, the woman came in from Rosie's. It's Yes, it's, it's expensive. Yes, it is. But but it's a cool place, at least. It's fun. It's got a little atmosphere to it. You know, the cocktails are good. It's got a little scene on the weekends, like a little fun, not too crowded, but not too, you know, like, so there's little places like that that come in. They do their own thing. They bring a little flair from from out you know out west and, and they bring it in and and it's it's fine. But then there's places that overdo it, like won't mention any names in Montauk, <laughs> you know, but they're very vibrantly colored places. You know, they overdo it with this, you know, style and they try to make it like this thing it's not. Like I don't know. It's just you're trying too hard. Just 
make it a cool place that you want to enjoy being in and, and then let people show up. Don't do this thing. Exactly. My, the ideal place I could think about, do you remember Bay Burger? Yeah, of course. And they did the jazz night. Simple. Everyone loved it. There was some dancing. Everyone was drinking some wine and like regular cups, nothing fancy. It doesn't have a, to be anything elaborate, just a cool spot to meet new people who are young and, you know, have a drink and have a dance and have a good time. Right. And and that's the thing, too, is we're all now these social media fiends. We're all just staring at our phones, staring at the screens. We go to a bar if we're bored. Instead of trying to talk to somebody next to us, we whip out our phone and we look at that. In the line for the bathroom, you're not socializing with the friends and people behind you. You're looking at your phone. It's like we've lost this communication. And obviously, we're slowly losing it more and more by the day. I don't think it's going to reverse itself. It's just, to me, it's it's all that at the bar. And if you can create a place that doesn't have that, that's when you know you've made it. Once you've created a bar so cool and so in in the space, in the moment that nobody's on their phones, nobody wants to care about yes. the social media, that's when you know you've nailed it. And I feel like there is maybe a handful of places that are like that, a very small handful of bars out here that are like that, like Montaukit. I would say is one of those bars mm-hmm. where you never want to be on your phone because the sunset's gorgeous. You're always talking to a good group of people. You know, the bar is lively. You know, there's no line for the bathroom. You know, that that's <laughs> a place where like you're not really socializing on your phone. You know, Talk House, another example. You're not really on your phone. There's just so much going on. But then there's other bars where you're like, you go in and, and it's a cool place, but you, everybody's on their phone and, and it's too loud. You know, I hate going into some place and it's just so loud. <laughs> some di- and in some DJ and, and cool. Yeah. He might be the coolest DJ on planet earth, but you can't hear a fucking thing. Anybody's saying the atmosphere is hot and muggy and sweaty. Like no, unless you're on drugs or drunk as shit, you're not really going to have a good time. Like there should be that easy medium of, of cool, calm, collective, but fun, you know, venue. And I think once somebody opens that, they're going to hit the gold mine. And I think a local is going to have to open it. Cause I don't think somebody from that outside perspective is really going to understand that, Yes, places like that burn and turn. They make money. They make a fortune. I'm not going to sit here and say that those big fancy bars in Montauk don't make a whole lot of money. I know they do. But at the same time, there's no atmosphere. There's no creative. There's no like localized part of that, which is, which is what they've, you know, they lose that, you know. I think what we're getting at is if anyone has an available space, Ryan and I will speak with <laughs> we you. We will make the greatest <laughs> establishment of all time. So six three one three three five two four two three. Yeah, that's I don't know what number that is. Is that the number to friendlies? Yes. If we open okay, second brilliant idea. We open up a friendlies in Bridgehampton Commons. Who's with me? I will punch you in the face, but I can't reach you because my <laughs> arms are short. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I would love it. Friendlies in there. Waffle fries. We we allowed a pan- we allow Panera bread. Really? We can't allow friendlies. Come on. All right. Come on. I'll do it for the waffle fries. The cheesy waffle fries. Oh my God! My grandma used to take me to friendlies and Nathan's. Guys, if anybody, I had- Long Islanders. Wait, time out. Can we talk about this? Long Islanders. Who else remembers Nathan's hot dogs? Not that literal hot dog company. Everybody knows Nathan's hot dogs. But the, they had like a, like it was like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it was branded as Nathan's. It was a Nathan's like fun center. It was somewhere up the island, like Islandia or, or mm. Islip or it was somewhere up there, Oakdale. 
And it was like a fun little place and you could go in. They had like claw machines and like ski ball and like, it was like a little Chuck E. Cheese on the inside. And you could have all these games and then you win prizes. It was the funnest place ever. I don't know. Random thought. My grandma took me there and they had a little tiny door for you to walk in if you were a kid. And then they had a large adult door. I only remember Sports Plus. Sports Plus was epic. Is that place still there? I don't know, but I missed that was, out. That's, but that's what we need out here. Okay, we have so higher much land. <laughs> we have so much land. How come we can't make a Sports Plus, guys? Take five acres of one of those stupid preservation lands that no one cares about. Take five acres of it. Build an airplane hangar and put a Sports Plus in there. Do laser tag. Do go-karts. Do batting cage. Just do it up. Who cares? Take one little slice that everybody can agree on. God forbid. And then let's make it happen. I'm tired of this nonsense. We need more fun shit. I would stay here for the long term if there was more fun shit. Let's Everyone would. And if it was affordable, if somebody could actually no. afford a house. And the problem is with the state housing, which I didn't realize the other day, the, the while lovely, all the state housing the, you know, that we're doing now, all the state housing that's opening up and that they're trying to build, it's great, but it's state housing. It's not localized to the east end of long island so anybody in suffolk county actually i think maybe anybody in new york state if i'm not mistaken can apply for those housing units so it it you know while they have to accept a certain amount of locals they also can accept oh anybody. god so i'm it's getting like, exhausted right it's like come on just do <laughs> something for us. for us just do something for us make this accessible help, help us because we're moving somebody. away by the droves we're losing to north carolina People are moving to Virginia. People are moving to Florida. People are moving to California, Texas. People are moving all over the place because they, they just can't afford it here. And unless you had a monster year or, you know, you had a really great year doing business, you're really, you know, you're not going to st- be able to stay here much longer. You know, I know friends that can't afford rent. They can't afford everything's going up. And, and so I just think we really have to spearhead this for the community. And I think that's our importance here with you coming on and talking about all this stuff because, you know, it's all community, and, and who knows better than the person tied into all the creative aspects. Thank you. That's my favorite part. So if you, if you want to build this, if you want to be part of all the shit we're creating without the resources of a place, hit us up. Yeah, if you want to create a bunch of stuff out of nothing, <laughs> you talk to us, and we will make it happen out of thin air. Can we do a photo shoot thin with us back-to-back? Back? Uh, you know, opposite... Looking at the water in different directions like a <laughs> yes. Christian rock album. Yes. Yes. Let's vow that we are going to change this community one step at a time here. We're going to start with this podcast. We're going to make some change happen. We're going to get some community involved. We're going to get more active politically in the community. Um, let's affect some change, guys. You want you want things to happen. You want things to open. You know, start contacting your townspeople. Start contacting your board members. Start applying some pressure. Okay. Start phone calling. We need to make sure that the community is still, um, you know, being taken care of and that we need to expand and make good programs and things for people to do. So spread the word, you know, listen, check out Taylor's event business here, their new business. We have Um Studios, which is going to be based out of the East End here, doing event planning, staffing, sourcing, anything that you need in terms of a private chef, a golf teacher, a private tutor, a person to do your driveway, somebody who can wax your back, literally anything. She knows somebody that can get it done. So don't hesitate to reach out to her. She's left the socials in the middle of the thing there, which is, uh, yeah, your... Uh, um events NY. Um events NY at um events NY. And you can... 
check her out there. And if you have anything for her or any questions or any kind of uh, things you want to throw her way, go ahead and send her a message. Taylor, I really appreciate you coming on and giving me your time. And I know how busy of a person you are. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a lovely time as always. As always. It's very hard to get Taylor for, for a few minutes here. She's always doing something. She's got plans up the wazoo every day. She's a very busy girl. So it's we are very fortunate to have her in here for a few minutes. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, that has been the episode of Highly Educated. And, you know, any last words here, Taylor? Rock on, folks. Let's get together. Rock on. Let's get together. It sounds like a Jack Black quote, but rock on.